Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's Final Third Friday. Alright, well welcome back to Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we're going to be pairing our new barrel pick and the Rocky... This is a Rocky 60 in the Toro size. Yeah, and uh, this, I looked it up last night. It's Mexican San Andreas over Nicaraguan binder and filler. Yep, which, you know, you can look it up by looking inside the box because it says it right there, too. Yeah, really? It does. Wow, I had to look it up last night. <laughs> but our peach street is a straight bourbon whiskey at cash strength mm-hmm. from peach street in Colorado. It is coming in to you. At 122.4 proof. Uh, rumor has it, it's delicious. And by rumor, rumor I mean, after the couple glasses I had last night, it just reminded me of how good it was. But Yeah, we... And um, uh, how much better it is at this proof point. Yeah, and, you know, cool story on this, and we may have already talked about this, and I know a lot of you have heard this, but... Um, when we first did the, or I guess it was just me that did the, the tasting when we yeah. first tried it, because um, Steve Strabbing, cheers, might as well start drinking cheers. quick. He is the Indiana small batch rep. He brought in six different um, barrels to try. Yeah. And I fell in love with this one, and it was at 117 proof when we tried it. And then magically, it came in at 122.4. So Amen. we were happy, and it yeah. actually increased the yeah. the complexity I'm not going to drink it yet until I That's get a, good a cold idea. draw on the cigar. That's a good idea. Uh, this cigar, I had it for the first time last night. It is... Uh, it's a little bit more delicate than I would have thought out of it, honestly. Yeah, especially on the first... Um, that first third... Um, Second third, I think, gets you know picks up a little bit, and then the final third pick continues to pick up. So, look at you with your Calibri straight yeah. cutter. Calibri straight cut, yeah, always available I, here. I uh, I did the V on it. Nice. I was going to, but I thought I'd use that one, and I'm also using today the really nice Quasar tabletop light. Yeah. So on the cold draw of this cigar, it reminds me of like chocolate graham crackers almost. Oh yeah, very very strong cocoa. Yeah, um, yeah, very much. Yeah, I think you hit it. You nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Mm, yeah, all the cocoa. Yeah. Let's get into the light. Yep. This cigar does have a lot of those cocoa chocolatey notes in it. Yeah. Um, at some points in the smoke, it almost, last night when I had it, it almost reminded me of like instant coffee because those flavors to me run really close together. Yeah. Just the instant coffee is a little bit more on the bitter side. Um, but wonderful construction. Yeah, this one has a. A pretty crisp box press, um, which is nice. I don't mind a box press. I like them quite a bit, actually. No, it, when you get some badly, poorly done box presses, they end up being, um, they end up having a lot of burn issues. But this burns true and straight. Yeah, the time. burn issues, or they're um, a little too snug because they, 
packed them like they do a round cigar, and then they box them, and it gets so tight you can't smoke them. This one, when you pick it up, it feels like it could be tight because it's, it's got does. a pretty crisp edge. It's pretty pretty dense, but it but, smokes well. Yeah, so they're doing a good job rolling this cigar. Yeah, it's like a. It's got a great tolerance on it for me. Like it's not wide open like I feel Padron does. Yeah, which I like personally. I can enjoy that, but it always ends up in issues for me. Like I'll end up over smoking it. Mm. Uh, like, yeah. If if I'm thinking about it, that's a wonderful draw. But this is like standard across the board, just solid draw. Yeah, yeah. And this one actually. Um, that that right, you know, initial retrohale is very, very black pepper. Yeah. Um, but it's it's funny because it doesn't sting real bad. It's just mm. black pepper flavor, and then as as it sits on the palate for a while, it starts stinging just a little bit. Yeah, it does. Uh, uh, but it takes a while to build up to that. It's not that retro absolutely. bomb right away. Yeah, so. and it has a lot of the cocoa on the. Palate. It does. It really does. It's like uh, mm. Nutella toast whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Mm. The nose on this whiskey right now is is very fruity to me. Yeah. Well, and initially, um, we had said this had a you know, really strong kind of a pear uh, nose on it. Yeah. I'm feeling like it, with it being a little bit more strength to it now, I think it's somewhere between a pear and a peach, and I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it is anything. Uh, it definitely not, has the pear yeah. sweetness, but more of the the deeper peach kind of note to it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Ooh. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, wow. Uh, Ooh. First drink of the day, man, it's a big one. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it'll make your throat feel nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I took a gulp. I didn't take a sip. So. Oh, yeah. Goodness. <coughs> that hit me. That'll get you. Um, it, it's like a fruit turnover of some sort. Yeah. It's almost like a strawberry Pop-Tart. I can see that. A little bit. Yeah. Of, just because it's got that that strawberry kind of note. And it's like not, not a super sweet strawberry. I, I keep saying it leans towards like, you know, the seeds on the strawberry on the outside or, outer edge. It's like it's almost like getting that. It's a little bit hmm. bitter, but still strawberry note. Yeah, which I yeah, like. I could see that. I could totally see that. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Wow. And with a cigar, I feel like it just pulls out more, more of the cocoa. Um, I'm getting just a lot, a lot of cocoa. Yeah. Not much more right now. Mainly just cocoa, which is not totally. a bad thing at all. No, it's not. Uh, so what's new today, man? Not a whole lot. Been a kind of an odd week, but uh, we're chilling, man. Oh, what you got? I don't know. I don't think that thing's tightened down very well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Rob's tightening down his his podcast microphone stand. There we go. <laughs> Now you can move it. Now I can move Man, it. It's so professional. It's it perfectly set up by the time we come exactly. in. Exactly. <laughs> Yesterday uh, year, which would have been uh, Friday the 10th, was an odd day. 
It was. I think it was because that IU game was starting so late that we just kind of fizzled off towards yeah. the end of the year. I mean, evening. we were pretty steady most of the day, and then Isaiah shows up, and everyone's like, nope, not going in there today. What? It is how it no, felt. It did feel that way, but no, it's more, I think it's, you're exactly right. Everyone realizes we close at 9, and they left, even though we still stayed open to watch the game. Yeah, I got, I got to tell you guys, like, I, uh, I don't know if you've looked at them recently, Rob, our stats. Uh, like from Podbean, I haven't anything like that. So we have, I think we're on our 18th or 19th podcast episode being released, and that's just audio. Let me pull this up really quick. We're close to a thousand all-time downloads already. Wow, that's yeah. kind of quick. Yeah. So well, thanks, guys. Yeah, seriously, thank you, guys. That's it, awesome. I mean, in in the last seven days, there's been 150. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. absolutely fantastic. Well, good. And uh, n- normally our Friday episodes perform best the Monday afterwards, so it's like people are going to them for their commute. And yeah, that's wonderful. That's honestly what what a hour and a half podcast is meant for. Oh yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people around here driving a half hour to forty five minutes to work, you listen to first half on your way in, second half on the way back home, and yeah. you're good. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, I'm astonished by that. Thank you guys. It's uh, actually amazing. Yeah, and honestly, we may not be we may not have continued doing this unless people started watching it. We were doing it for other reasons at first. Yeah. And it's like now it seems like we're engaging a lot of you and you're coming in here and talking about it and enjoying the pairings, which is the whole point of this. Yeah. Um so it's a lot of fun. We're looking forward to um because I mean early on the main focus was just the pairing. And then we were just BSing. Yeah. We're looking to bring some more content out and, and talk more about the cigar industry, the bourbon industry, um, all that, and, and talk to some different people. Like, um, for example, uh, one thing we're, we're going to start selling here immediately are these. It's going to be hard to hold this up to It is. But it's the, um, the Claro Humidors. So it's um, really yeah. awesome humidor. They got a tray in the bottom for all the accessories, and they sell some proprietary accessories that, that fit. They're actually tray. really nice. Yeah, this two finger cigar case that it holds in there, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's. But this. Uh, yeah, so see, it's a not, it's a really nice Italian leather case. Yeah. Um, it, it's just really nice. It's it's very well made. If I can get my fingers turned the right direction here. Oh, I think I dropped something behind there. <laughs> Card went in there. Um, but it's, it's yeah, it's just a really nice case. It holds humidity well. Probably the best held humidity for a glass top I've ever seen. Yeah, and, um, and it looks really, really nice. It, it doesn't does. look like your grandfather's humidity. No, and you saw that thing. This thing is huge. It's well-constructed. Retail price on this is two twenty nine. Yeah, I mean that's I've seen ones that are not this big go for five six hundred bucks. This thing is solid. It's serious. And we're uh, actually going to be getting the um, the Case Elegance travel humidors, which those are made from really high end. I think I think it's Italian leather as well, um, and then lined with I don't know. It, it's it's amazing. They're hundred bucks. I yeah, think it's an eight cigar humidor or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. We'll have those in here too. Um, those guys are really just down the road from us here. So now that we finally got that contact made, I think we're going to be able to keep these things in stock pretty well. But right now we have the, uh, the larger one like this one and then a smaller version of it. 
Both of them are here on display. So if you wanted to come check them out, um, I'm going to be ordering a bunch of them this week and we'll have them out here. So we should have stock maybe by the time this actually gets aired. We're uh, close I'm, to it. Yeah, I'm hoping so. So uh, these are made by Case Elegance and Claro. And Claro sells a humidor solution with them. Yeah. Um, so it's like an alternative to Bovida. Yeah. Um, and basically you're, you're filling a, a, a tray that, that's full of like gel absorbing gel beads. beads. Yeah. And it uh, sounds like it works really well. Our, uh, our friend Eric Jansen, shout out to him. Cheers. He's got one. And uh, it's been great for him. Yeah, he actually won won this exact same green one yeah. at our Aladino event last year. And um, he took it home. He put it through the ringer. We told him, be brutally honest with us. Yeah. I don't want to buy something that when you get it home, it actually doesn't work. He took it home, followed the instructions to a T, and it holds perfect humidity now. Um, and this is a guy who was using Tupperdoors. Yeah. Which... So some of you guys might sound like easy. a bad thing, but you cannot do a Tupperdoor wrong. Mm-mm. Like, it's just, if you throw a Bovida in there and you throw your cigars in there, it's going to hold humidity. Yeah. Um, so for a for a wooden humidor coming from a Tupperdoor for him that performed as well as it did, absolutely fantastic. I agree. Um, there... The one thing that they have on their two juices they use for their the humidification solutions, um, they have a winter solution and a summer solution. The nice thing about that is, especially in Indiana, you know, you get a wide stretch of humidity levels from winter being super dry, summer being you know more humid. Yeah. This winter winter juice that they use is actually going to um, increase the humidity to keep that humidity proper, and. From what I've seen, it works great. So, yeah. again, we won't belabor it, but these are in stock. Come check them out. We will have, and even if we don't have them in stock, I can get them within a couple or a few days at the most. Yeah. Um, but we'll have these in here. They make they make them in black as well as the green. Um, the black, because it's another process that I think it adds another 20 or 25 bucks or something like that. Um, but this green looks absolutely amazing. So I think you're going to like it the way it is. It does. So, cool. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited to finally have some humidors in here. Uh, Rob and I, historically speaking, are not crazy big proponents of the winadors, the uh, the ones with the fans on the back of yeah, them. Yeah, cool. I mean, I've got one. I use it. You got one. You use it. They're just they're just work. Oh, and honestly, though, I've left mine. I haven't touched it for over a year now since we've opened. Yeah, it's. Perfect. It's like sixty-seven percent right now, isn't it? No, it's on. I got oh, it okay. on. Yeah, yeah. Just leaving it alone, I think, has helped that one. But it's like, yeah, sixty-seven degrees, sixty-six, sixty-six to sixty-seven humidity. Yeah, it's been that way all winter long. Mine is unplugged right now, and that's the way I've found that it keeps yeah its humidity the best. Well, in the room that mine's in, it gets chilly. Okay. So I turned it on to keep the heater on. Um, and that has helped maintain the humidity yeah, too. So, totally. which I just have those big Bovida boxes in there, and they're working fine. Yeah, and that's what I run in mine as well. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm excited to finally have some humidors in here. Um, keep you guys uh, well, and and have a product we can recommend. That serious. that was the big thing. I could have I could have had a bunch of wooden humidors in here from a couple of our suppliers. 
that you would have bought and you would have used and you would have been pissed because they didn't work well, or you would have taken them home and it'd been like everyone's first little wooden box humidor. You used it for a, you know a few months and then you just stop using it and it sits on a shelf. Yeah, these are going to be ones that I can that I believe in that I would have at home. I'll probably will buy one and take it home at yeah. some point. But it's just it, it, this is one I can highly recommend to anybody. So. Yeah, I'm definitely going to get one for myself once uh, we get our stock in. Yep. I'd like to get out of my Tupperdoor. <laughs> yeah, now this is supposed to be, I believe, an 80, 80 to 100 count humidor. Um, depending on the size of cigars you have, you're probably going to be able to go up or down on that pretty easily. But Which my typical move is in any humidor, just pull out all the shelves and stack yeah. boxes, play Tetris. You'll be yep. fine. You'll be just fine. Mm. Oh, Uh-oh, party what are you foul. doing? Party Rob, foul. Rob just dropped a cigar on his phone, on the table, He's on making my lap. Absolute mess. God, rookie move. Rookie move, Rob. One of these days, I'm going to learn how to smoke cigars. One of these days. All right. I need to teach you? <laughs> Maybe. So, we were also talking about... A recent a recent move in the cigar industry which was kind of cool yeah I'm kind of excited for him I know a lot of people think it's kind of a weird move but um, so Alec Bradley uh, Alec Bradley distributors is the company's actually called yeah so. Rubens the owner yeah um, got bought out by Scandinavian tobacco group so yeah. Scandinavian is a uh, is a general cigar company, and they're the same people that bought out like Matt Booth from Room One Hundred. Well, they bought the Room One Hundred One tobacco lines. Yeah, and uh, also kind of bought Matt because he's creative director yeah. over CI now. Yeah, they hired C- him. Cigars because- International is is their company as well. But I was talking to some people last night, and they were, and uh, we we talked about that, and they were like, "Oh, there's a couple of Alec Bradley cigars that I really like. I should buy them up before the change takes effect in their in their product." I, I mean, honestly, everything Alec Bradley did was other people's factories and farms. Yeah. So I don't think anything is going to change. You know, they're they're going to still be able to buy tobacco and and have them rolled in these factories. So I don't see there being a, a, a change. Yeah. There could be. I mean, I'm obviously Scandinavian being kind of the parent company of General, now owning Alec Bradley and all these other brands, they probably could go to any factory and farm and say, hey, can you roll these cigars for me? And people are going to go, yes, sir, may I have another? Yeah. yeah. They're going to do it because they are big dogs. Um, so I don't, see, I don't see the quality changing. Um, in all honesty, Alec Bradley cigars... To me, were most of them were a little too mild for my taste. Yeah, um, you get into like the Gatekeeper. The Gatekeeper was a little bit more full-bodied. I enjoyed that. Never really was much of a fan of the Black Markets, even though they were a little darker. I don't know if it's just because they're well, a little earthier or what. Well, you liked the Alec and Bradley stuff, didn't you? I'm the trying special to think of, releases. Maybe um, it just they're just some of their darker stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a good point too. Is you know, there's Alec Bradley cigars. There's also Alec and Bradley cigars. They were both under the same name. The difference was, you know, when when Ruben's boys, which the boys' names are Alec and Bradley, um, he named his company Alec Bradley. Well, then the boys came in, 
when they got of age and actually developed the line Alec and Bradley. Yeah. Both lines sold. Yeah. So these are both now sold, and they sold for 70, 72.4 or 72.5 million, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, that, that wasn't a really big number for, for a brand. I'm like, that's a huge freaking number when you're talking about these guys don't have a factory or a farm. It, this is literally their line of cigars yeah. and their reputation. That's mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, that's, I mean, then you got guys like, like Rocky or uh, Perdomo or any of these brands out there. They're like, I'm thinking in their minds, they're probably thinking, well, shit, what are we worth now? Because, I mean, their number may have been a whole lot lower before that sale. And all of a sudden now people are going to be looking at their brand saying, we are definitely worth more than we thought. Yeah. Which I, is exciting for this industry. And uh, I think there's always, when, when a brand like that gets bought out, I know it happened when, when uh, Room 101 got bought by Scandinavian. Yeah. People are like, oh, he's just a sellout. Like, all this stuff. And th- to some extent, I'm like, okay, I kind of see where you're coming from. On the other hand, when you have somebody like Scandinavian, in the whiskey world, that would be a company like Brown Foreman or, or Sazerac or Campari Group. Yep. When they want you, you're going to be had. Yeah. And and my thought on that, too, is like if you build are, something amazing enough, someone wants to buy it, and they throw a ridiculous number at you to buy it, you know what? That's not a bad thing. I mean, it doesn't mean that um, that Ruben and the family can't come and make cigars again sometime. No. They I just, mean, they I'm, probably have a non-compete for a while. I'm just like... Um, um, the Aroas did when they sold Camacho to Davidoff. They had, I think it was five or six years they couldn't they couldn't actually sell any cigars or market, and they didn't. And then Christian came out with CLE, and Husto and and Julio came out with JRE. Yeah, and they're both killing it again. And so it's, it's not, not to like say that they weren't working on things during no. that time. No, the non compete because they had full brands ready to be launched. There was a reason why we have six to eight year old vintage selection Rothschilds because Julio rolled the hell out of those things during the time that yeah. they couldn't do it. Oh, yeah. And now he's got, I think Trey Mack told me he's like 60 or 80,000 boxes of those still that are just continuing to age. And it it's just, amazing. it's amazing. So there's no reason. I mean, you know, I, I know I gave, I know I gave the authority a, pot, a little bit of crap because they were talking about young people. I, I, I feel like they're like they're more of the old school cigar shop cigar you know they they have a, I know they definitely have an older clientele than we do and um, they don't see what we see on in our area yeah um, so for them saying oh everyone's selling out I don't see that's what it is I see it's more like you know if you have a family that created an amazing brand and all of a sudden. You can set up in the next five generations with wealth. You got to think about that. Well, you never know when tobacco dies in and, our country, and that's true. That that's another that is another thing you got to think about. the The craziest thing to me in all of that conversation is that I I, I think that thinking about it from a business owner perspective, where where does your business go? Just keep becoming a massive conglomerate, end up being, uh, you know, especially for tobacco, where does it go from there? Yeah. You know, you just buy more factories, you do all this stuff. Well, what's the end goal? 
Right. For a company like Alec Bradley, it could be liberating in some way to be bought out. Mm-hmm. Like the overhead's no longer their own. The, they're not pigeonholed anymore by the Alec Bradley fan base. Like, or by the factory and farms that may be making more of their own product and can't make it for them. And my thought especially is for the Suns, Alec and Bradley, they could then move on and not have to live under their father's legacy of, oh, here's the same, here is who we're, here's our market, here's who, who we're blending for. Yeah. You could end up with a completely different product yeah. that they're just as passionate about. Yeah. Because... Well, they don't have to worry about that anymore. CI's got them covered. Yeah, yeah, the Scandinavian's got them covered. Well, and you know, that's that's a good point too because, you know, like we we love the the Quavises. Um, Lewis is an amazing guy. Denise is an amazing woman. Um, not met the son yet, but he came on, um, and I think his name's Alex, isn't it? I think it's Alex. Um, yeah. But he came on and created a new cigar. Well, my. My hope when I heard about it was it was going to be a more full-bodied representation because Quavis, most of their stuff is a little bit milder, yeah, it's getting up a, into that medium, medium range. Yeah, you know. and I was hoping that this was going to be like the young young gun comes in, he creates this really nice bold cigar for their line, and it came out. And the first time I smoked, it, I was a little disappointed because it was a little milder. Second time I smoked, it, I'm like, this is a great cigar. I don't need to worry about it. I need yeah. to get it in here, and I will. But he could it could be the same thing. He's trying to keep it under the profile of what the brand is, as opposed to, hey, I'm young, I'm gonna I'm gonna make something totally different. And it this fits the line more than actually expands the line, is what I yeah. think. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think in that way it could be liberating. Could be. I mean it'd be the same be the same thing if somebody came in and said, Hey, we wanna buy final third. All right, what's your number? And how long's the non compete? Because Rob's going to need some place to smoke. I'm sure he'd oh, yeah. start another one. Yeah. Except well, he'd be a lot more padded in his wallet next time, and you could build something better. Well, and and that is a good point because I mean we're we're at a point now already one year in that we probably need to figure out a way to expand. Um, we're running out of space, and um, we've got about 50, 50 seats inside and another thirty or so outside. And it's, it's, I mean, on a weekend, it could be completely full. Yeah, we were and last weekend. We definitely were last weekend. Actually, we were way over capacity all weekend, last weekend. But it was just, it's one of those things where, you know, if someone came in and offered it and wanted to buy it and, and gave me a really good, fair offer, I might do that. And then I probably would open up and find, and at that point, I'd have more money behind me. I could actually go out and buy a bigger space and... Um, be able to create it a little bit larger from the start because who knows? I mean, you, you never know when you start a business like this if it's going to take off immediately or if it's going to take a while. Yeah. And this one really took off immediately. And um, I feel like going back, you know, if I would have bought a bigger space, would it have felt the same thing? Probably not. So I, I don't know. But we're, you know, that's definitely down the road. And if not, we'll figure out a way to add on to this place and yeah. keep going. Absolutely. I mean, and, um, Franchising is always an option. Opening another one. Yeah. Or uh, just opening up multiple shops, multiple yeah, yeah. locations. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's one of the things I, I think we, we do well here. I hope we do well um, is the culture we're trying to create here. Yeah. You know, everyone's welcome. You know, honestly, we've had a couple times where there's a couple people that made some off-color comments, and we're like, we don't do that here. And you know what? They felt a little embarrassed when we said it, but then they never did it again. 
And it's just like, you know, we want everyone to feel welcome. I want, I, I don't care what your life is about, what, who you are, what you are, where you are. You know, we want you to feel welcome here. And I feel like we've been able to do that. And I've not been, I've not went to very many cigar lounges that I felt that way. Yeah. There are some out there. I'm not saying there's not, but yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, New beard will be coming in soon. Yes. Uh, We're getting the Dorian Espresso Stout from Scarlet Lane. It is a really clean espresso stout. What I mean when I say clean, it's not like a pastry stout. It doesn't drink heavy. It, It is all the things you love about a stout. Just with coffee added, so like if you well, ever... and help me remember because you've you've drank one recently. Yeah, doesn't it doesn't it drink more like a porter and coffee? It's not like because a lot of the stouts it's not will thick be like a stout. It does have a texture like a porter. Okay, yeah. Because I always because I you know a lot of times the stouts they end up using you know they do an oatmeal stout or whatever and it's got that more creamy maltiness to it. I don't remember getting that out of the uh, uh-uh. Dorian. Okay. Nope. Yeah. So it uh it drinks. Thinner than most stouts, which that sounds like a bad thing, but it's actually not. It's a beer that you don't feel weighed down by by the time yeah. you've had one. Which that kind of reminds me, at least of you know the mouthfeel of it, of the Expand Your View from Pax Verum. Yeah, you know, another porter, but it's um, or that one is a porter, but it's um, definitely got that more traditional um, Porter feel to well, it. Well, and yeah. I think uh, Pax did that well too with those bomber bottles they came yeah. out with. That uh, just the bourbon barrel aged one did not drink thick and heavy. Mm-mm. Like a lot of, so Pax did a limited release of uh, three different uh, Lithranax beers, which is their stout, and they were all Horse Soldier bourbon barrel aged, and they. Adjuncted different things into them. There's a s'mores one. There was a coffee vanilla, and then there was just the regular, um, just bourbon barrel aged. Yeah. And uh, though those were really good, but the ones like the, the, the coffee and vanilla, and the s'mores one drank thick. Yeah. And that's just the nature of what's going on there. Yeah. You're sweetening it. You're doing all these other things to it. It's gonna drink thick, but the just the the stout. That was aged in a bourbon barrel. It it sounds weird saying it. It it was a refreshing stout. Yeah, like which you don't ever think about that with a stout. No, but uh, it it was it was just a really clean dark beer. Yeah, yeah. So that one hopefully will be here. I thought we were gonna get it this week, but um, apparently they couldn't deliver it this week. So. I'll reach out and see if we can try to get it next week. You Worst do case know is I'll just drive I, down there and I get I drive them. by it every day to war. I'll ask them if they can do that for us. Let us pick it up. I don't yeah. know. I don't think that's legal, though. Okay. I think you have to. Um, it has to be. It's like it's like liquor. You have to distribute it gotcha. unless you're self-distributing, which they might be. I don't know. I'll, I'll check into that. Yeah. Or we yeah. just won't say anything and you can just do it. You you just oh, said God, it. I'm I just not said it. it out. Yeah, you can't do it now. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. Mm. This whiskey, man, it is so viscous. Um, it, I mean, it, it falls heavy on the palate and the fruitiness in it, and the um, the maltiness in it. Yeah. Um, God, I'm still getting like that that 
vanilla almond. Um, I, I just, mm. it's so complex. And the further you get down the glass on it, the more it changes. And this, I believe this is the one that once you drink it, it's completely gone, just knows the glass. And it's yeah. just like thick, rich vanilla oh, yeah. caramel. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot about that almond note. Mm-hmm. Um, when Marv and I were originally talking about it, I said marzipan. <laughs> so if you've ever had marzipan, that's like, that's what it reminds me of. But it, marzipan is like a candied, crushed up almond. Uh, so you'd also be able to get close to that flavor profile, even just with almond extract. Like if you smelled almond extract. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a sweeter. Mm-hmm. It's not as much like the extract. It's just sweeter. Yeah. Mm. How's your cigar smoking? Oh, it, it's absolutely fantastic. There's still a lot of, it's like chocolate toast on uh, on the palate, and the retro hail has died down for me. Yeah, it's retro's gotten, not spicy. Uh, it, it's kind of funny the way this cigar progresses because it it like starts off on a spicy note, but it's not spicy by any means. It's like you can tell there's pepper, but it's not. It's not knocking you over or anything like that. And then uh, towards the middle of the cigar, which I don't even feel like I'm at the middle yet. This cigar burns so slow. Uh, Towards the middle of the cigar, it just kind of dips down. And then right at the end, it all comes back, which is is great. it's It's a wonderful, wonderful smoke. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm texting. Yeah, hang up and hang out, Rob. What are I'm you trying, trying bud? I'm trying. I was going to see what's going on in the cigar world right now. Oh, okay. See if there's anything new that pops cigar up Cigar news with Rob and Isaiah. We'll That's see, right. We'll see what's going on. Nothing new. Nothing new. I will say the one that I go to the most and the one that their magazine is probably the, the best out there is Cigar Journal. Um they're, I don't know, they, they just, they're actually what Aficionado probably started out to be mm. before Aficionado decided to be a lifestyle magazine instead of a cigar yeah. magazine. Um, Speaking of uh, lifestyle magazine, we should probably end up getting a watch sponsor. I think I need a watch. You think Rolex is sponsoring right now? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm not Rolex. even sure I could afford the box that they yeah. come in. Yeah. Have you seen them? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're insane. Um, it, no, we probably would end up with Swatch. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. Rubber so jelly I was, watches. Uh, <laughs> I was in a white elephant gift exchange, and I had a real Rolex watch box <laughs> that I got. and uh, You put a fake Rolex in it? I put a Hello Kitty watch in nice, it. Nice, <laughs> nice. So somebody's opened this up at a White Elephant gift exchange in like just absolutely beautiful presentation. I think the I think the Rolex that was in that was the Submariner, and uh, they opened it up and it was just like a cheap Hello Kitty watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, most of those White Elephant exchange have have like a uh, minimum or maximum. That dollar value you're supposed to spend, so no one's spending really high oh, or low. No, 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 we don't. We don't play like that. We okay. play like legit white elephant. Okay, where like okay. you might get dog turds. Okay, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, nobody's walking away with things they actually want. It's just all gag gifts. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we don't play like that. That's that's too much work. Yep. Looks like uh, Room 101 is resurrecting the um, Rev- uh, Revere Dor- Daruma blend. I don't remember that one. I don't think mm. I ever had that one. Yeah. So that'll be nice to see. Um, and that's another, you know, like we were talking about earlier with, with Matt Booth. He's, he. I mean, kind of like Drew, uh, uh, Jonathan Drew, they both kind of hit the lottery by being able to sell their brands for a really good uh, value and then, Oh, by the way, we want to hire you for a really nice big figure. Who owns uh, Drew Estate? Is that Swisher? Swisher International, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so again, Jonathan Drew is still running, I believe still running Drew Estate, at least for a while. Yeah. Um, So now he's pocketing all that big-time cash and still has a big career, probably making a nice nice big salary, too. Yeah. Probably a seven-figure salary, too. Yeah. Swisher International claims that they're a lifestyle brand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Grape flavored Swishers, okay. man. I I can claim that I'm a um, you know uh, <laughs> I'm like I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> you don't want to be a lifestyle brand. So so basically they're uh, they're identifying as a lifestyle brand. So yeah, nice. Well, you can't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You cannot. <laughs> no, you cannot. Absolutely not. Swisher, the number one lifestyle brand. Number one lifestyle brand. I think that's where a lot of cigar companies are moving to. Is like, well, general merch. I'm wearing a Crown Heads hat. Like, yeah, they got to be making good money off these hats. Oh, they're like, like thirty a piece, man. Yep. Yep, and actually, I just got my shipping notification. We got our second shipment of these hats coming in. Um, they're the barrel, the whiskey barrel wood um, hats, and they're they're amazing. And you know, for them being, I mean, they're the same price as our flex fit hats, so it's like they're not a bad price at all. I think twenty six bucks, um, and they're super nice hats. They're like the Richardson style hats. Nice hats. Yeah. Speaking of lifestyle brand, oh, I, I just pulled up Crownhead's website. Oh, I thought you pulled up Trojan. I thought you were talking about that brand. Sorry, go ahead. We're just gonna That's skip another lifestyle. Past that. I, I suppose it could be if you wanted it to be. They have a T-shirt on here, which is actually kind of cool, but it just says Palace Laundry. Palace Laundry. <laughs> you, you're gonna have one of those. Because I'm pretty sure laundry. most of your paycheck goes to either cigars or crowned heads gear. Hey, now. Don't tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. Exactly. You're not wrong. I uh, I haven't bought that much new as far as cigar. Well, that's a lie. When I was in Nashville, I bought Knuckle Sandwich 55s. I yeah. bought a couple of Saniki cigars. Which I don't know what's happening with that brand, but it kind of looks like they're phasing out. Yeah. The, um, I mean, I will say right now, if you are in any shop and they have Knuckle Sandwich 55s, buy them all. Buy them all. I mean, everything things are so delicious. I really hope they come out with that. That's blend a and another blend. cigar. Yeah. I mean, maybe a different size or whatever, but that cigar was, I mean, it's... it's Right up there with the best cigar of the year so far for me. Uh, absolutely. Now, I will say the Candela may replace that when we get it in, which 
good news, when this airs, they'll be on the shelf. When, when are they coming? We'll have them this Monday. Wow. So by the time this airs, they will be on the shelf for, for four days. I might have to stop by get a candela i got i got 30 uh, boxes of them coming oh, so okay. hopefully they'll... no need to stop now by. i will say this is kind of cool so dan he's the one that operates um the god i can never remember the name of his his shop it's in uh, austin he's a new aladino rep okay um so they they had their grand opening or i don't know if it was grand opening or if it was just their their event without i think it was just their event with aladino it was yeah um, they had a big event with Aladino starting there now being a lounge. It was the start of that. And uh, so uh, Vivian Aroa, that's Husto's wife, she she flew with the boxes to give to him for the event. Wow. And um, first day, sold 20 boxes of them. I'm Amazing. Like, that's awesome. Um, I think we're going to sell a lot of them. And honestly, the price point is going to be great. It's going to be like nine-something a cigar. For Amazing. something that's super yeah. super rare, um, it's it's. Do you know get, what size they're coming? It's in? robusto. All robusto. All robusto. Yeah. On this first batch, I think honestly, it's kind of a test to see How if they they'll go. hit because, I mean, Candela's are notoriously dog turds. Yeah. Or very very grassy dog turds. Um, this one's not. This one's absolutely delicious, and I think they're just checking to make sure people will buy them because everyone's idea of a candela is usually just grassy this one's not so i was talking with trey mac about that candela and uh him and i were speculating about what leaf the candela actually is yeah what's your thought our our bets on cameroon i kind of thought so too i was initially thinking habano it has too much sweetness to it, it does that yeah. was that's what threw me so I, I i feel like you're right and honestly they're probably growing I, but who is not telling anybody? No, no. Which you I would, rec- I would, I would say I could probably say this confidently. Jerry is probably growing more Cameroon than anybody in the world right now. He mm. has got just flats of land full of Cameroon yeah. at all times, and I'm like, so I, you're not getting much from Cameroon Africa because it's literally a very small farm in Cameroon. Um, everybody else. They're not growing that much. Yeah. And it's definitely not the same flavor profile as what you get out of that Honduran soil. So I could definitely see that. And that, that was kind of where I landed, too, when we were mm-hmm. on the farm. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, w- I was talking we'll to never know. Trey Mack about it. I said, you know what the leaf is? He said, no. He said, I have a guess. I said, me too. He said, what's your guess? I said, Cameroon. He said, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Granted, we could all be wrong. Yeah. I've been wrong many times. And that would make sense because I'm not sure I'm not sure what leaf or what um seed they're using in Cameroon, Africa for the Cameroon um tobacco or I'm sorry, the Candela for like the other brands like um Espinosa. Like filthy, yeah, Espinosa, the filthy hooligan. I mean, Camacho has a candela, but it's such a weird texture. I mean, it's almost like felt. Yeah. Very odd. Um, I'm not, I don't know. But I'm with you. I agree with you on there that. There is a lot of hype around that cigar, and it is, uh, it's due to it. it. It's great. I think, uh, yeah, all the guys who smoked it, have enjoyed the flavor coming off of it. So yeah. it's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, so we 
we had a for our one year anniversary, we took our our top ten customers out for dinner and stuff like that, and um, we I had brought back from Honduras. Um, they 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 allowed me to take ten back of the candelas to give to all of them, and they were all very intrigued by it, liked it a lot, and can't wait to get more of them. So. Um, so far, everyone that smoked one has loved it. Yeah. So I, I can't say much more about it. I think it's just going to be an amazing cigar for people to try. And it's not your traditional Candela. So this is one, as long as they keep making it, is going to continue to be able to be smoked all year long. It's definitely more of a, I, I think it's more of a medium to full, um, which is kind of unique for a Candela. Um, most Candelas are a little bit lighter or maybe to the medium. This one has a little bit more spice to it, which I like. Yeah. You know what day this episode's coming out on? St. Patty's Day. Oh. We doing anything we special? We should have wore something green today. I know we should Oh, you did. You got green on. Yeah, I got, nice. I got a camo hat, but nice. you can't see it. Oh, no. I blend in. You do well. blend in. Yeah. Your head's almost missing. It's gone. It's gone. Took off half my head. <laughs> it's a big head. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, we're... We're trying to figure out what we're gonna if we're gonna do anything special. I mean, we we're definitely gonna be putting like the Irish whiskeys on special. Um, honestly, there we go. That, that's what we'll do is we'll do a, uh, the pairing of the day will be an Irish whiskey and the Candela. If you want to do all Irish, yeah. Don't know how well that's gonna go together. Um, uh, encourage it could people be, to do some Irish car bombs with you. No, we're not doing those. <laughs> we're not doing those. Um, no, no, we're not doing those. But use the. Uh, uh, to those that inspire the us, Imperial Stout, and throw some Baileys, <laughs> oh. drop, drop some powers in there. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. I go. mean, like right now, that'll on, get you some on our Irish. We've got, we've got, of course, you got proper, um, but we also have the um, the Red Breast Twelve and Powers. Powers has been selling great for us. Um, powers is great for the money. Our buddy um, um, Keith Gaskell. Shout out. Shout out to Keith. Um, he's the one that turned me on that. He said that's one of his favorite go-to Irishes right now. And we brought it in here. And so far, everyone that likes Irish is loving it. I mean, we sold I think it's two bottles of it already it in is, a week. Uh, it's like a mid-tier sipper. Um, I think it's, it's easier sipping than Proper 12. I think Proper 12 has its... As it's thing, it's a little less refined than the powers. It is. If you're looking for something really refined, it's Red Breast 12, but there's yeah. also a price hike there. It is, yeah. Well, and a lot of people, at least a lot of people that come in here that order the proper, they're mixing it. Yeah. Um, it, it makes a good mixer for people. Uh, and that's just fine. Which is I, why it's a cheaper bottle, too. Uh-huh. So. But, uh. I, mean, I, did, I did buy me a, a shirt that I don't know if it's going to be here by the time St. Patty's Day comes in, but it's just a, a button-up Henley that says, shut up, liver, you're fine. <laughs> it's got Irish <laughs> stuff all over. I'm like, you're fine. You're fine. Shut up. You'll be good. Yeah. So now I you do out. realize you're just poisoning your body? Alcohol is poison to your system, Rob. What? 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 <laughs> no. Not me, man. No, it's good Couldn't for you. Me. I mean, we're talking, I mean, if it's vegan, it can't be wrong. These are vegan. These are vegan. Cigars and can't whiskey. Can't be wrong. Vegan. Can't be wrong. No animals were harmed in the process. I think it, maybe I should go on a 100% vegan diet and this is it. 
You think that would be healthy? You would wither away pretty quickly. You would, and probably like look really, really unhealthy too. Terrible. But. Well, I mean, we already look bad. <laughs> But, but I, there's another reason for that. It's not because we're not eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I, I got to say, I apologize for last week's episode because the uh, general consensus on that was, dang it, you guys just made me hungry. <laughs> we did talk a lot about food. Yeah. Speaking of food, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that being said, we need to commit and do a full-blown food pairing. Or maybe we, we can maybe we can make that an event once we get uh, the grill out here or yeah. something. We could do uh, like... Uh, steak side whiskey cigar pairing yeah and uh just all have well, it together and, and we have it, it as a ticketed thing i think it could be cool i think it'd be awesome and we also um he kind of hinted to that we are, are getting a smoker and a grill out here and um uh, mike bother shout out shout out to mike he's gonna be smoking some meats and having that available for us and we're trying to figure out logistics of when that happens but we're going to do some different things. You know, obviously, maybe during the week, sometimes we'll do just some hamburgers and brats on the grill. Yeah. Um, other days, he's going to be smoking brisket or pork or he does a, he doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like a special, but he does an amazing smoked pulled chicken. Yeah. It is so juicy and so flavorful. Um, all of his stuff has been great. He's going to be bringing out candied bacon. He's going to be doing that out here. That's dangerous. Well, I may not sell that. That may be all in the back for me, but <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. But, just putting um, it out But there. he is going to be doing a lot of that, too, and, and some sides. So we'll have that coming up. So we'll have some food options. Um, and honestly, there's there's a, you know, I'm not going to say it too too much here, but there's some plans of maybe that expanding in a year if this if this goes over well. Hmm. So it could be could be something even expanded huh. more. So we've got to see. So if you'd like to see some food options, support the ones support that the we, ones do. we do. Yes, yes, and it, and it might end up being more of the smoked meats are going to probably be end up being on the weekends. Doesn't make sense to do it all week long. No. Um, but again, we could do hamburgers and broth, something like that during the week at some point. But mm-hmm. we're not going to do it every day. That's definitely the reason why you need to be following us on Instagram, Facebook. Go to the Facebook page which is just Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge. Yeah. Get on our email list. Um, basically, getting on our email list is if when you come in here and we set you up as a customer, we'll put your email in the system. You're I on the list. I think you can also hit the email list from our website, can't you? You can. I gotta. I actually need to transfer those emails. Okay. So I, I have to transfer because I've had a few signups so recently. In. Just come in. Best thing to do is come in and get on the email list immediately. Because um, my only fear is like if I if I... Um, export all those or export the emails from the email, from the website again it's going to duplicate a bunch of crap in here and you're going to get two emails and I don't want that to happen yeah. so I'm working on that for you but definitely if you're in here uh, I, we always ask you know are you in our system I know a lot of people are like oh I don't want to be in the system I don't want to be tracked I don't want to be emailed we're not going to blow your email up we send out an email once a week and it's only pertinent information to what's going on we never it, blow you up with crap. new product It'll be events coming up. Yeah. Uh, there's a little snippet about it, about this show yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but and, and the other good thing about that is, I mean, like, we've had a couple of events that got canceled last second, and Lisa's put an email together to send it out to everybody saying, just a heads up, you know, that's the only time you're going to get one that's not just on a normal Monday, yeah. is if we have to do a, an emergency alert. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's really good communication for what we're trying to do here, and I... You know, but we definitely will have on that all the time when we have food 
uh, available. And yeah. we're going to try to set that up and plan it out really well. Because, I mean, Mike, Mike is a, he's a videographer for ESPN and some other people. Uh, so he does a lot of that, but it's more he's he's more avail- more unavailable during the winter than he is in the summer. So he'll be able to come out here a lot more during the summer, um, yeah. which is great. So we'll have that going for sure. So that's coming um, March 18th, which will be the day after this airs. Yeah, um, we've got Ed Fry, Ed Paul Fry, coming back out again for some music. He is he's a blast. He is such a great guy, and he's a hell of a musician. Yeah, he's got a great catalog behind him, and uh, it is—it's really, uh, it's really easy to listen with him, hang out, and just feel like you're part of what he's doing. Oh yeah, I mean he's it, engaging just the a crowd. great personality. I mean, he has a lot of original stuff he does of his own. He also has—he also does covers from other stuff. Um, he's kind of that—I I, kind of call him that kind of old old time kind of casual rock kind of guy yeah you know it's not it's not the hard rock but it's more like a like a bob seger kind of feel um and and he actually you know i'd love to talk to him a little bit more about this and i'll find out more information but he's actually been been cast into a movie that's being done right now wow and it it's kind of sad but it's actually really cool it's like the whole movie's about a washed up musician trying to come back. Mm. And he is the guy that's that is gonna be that musician. So he's gonna be in a movie coming up. That and honestly, once that thing comes out, if it's available, I can do it. We'll do a movie night here and, yeah. and show it and have him come out and maybe play some music afterwards. So speaking of a movie night, there yeah. was uh talks with the beer boy. Yeah. Yeah. So um Josh Hull, shout out. Shout out. Drink. Um, Josh Hull is one of the brewers over at Scarlet Lane. He's also a screenwriter, um, and he's a screenwriter. He's, he, he does a lot of slasher movies, horror movie type, um, paranormal kind of stuff. That's what his writing is. That's his, his passion. And um, he got his first screen, um, screen, screenwriting, screen print, whatever. Screenwriting. Um, he got the, his first one published into a movie called, oh, my gosh, um, I can't remember. It'll come to me in a minute. Um, and we're talking about maybe doing a movie night with him. So if you're if you're a slasher movie fan, you know, kind of like on, on the on the cusp of like Halloween or some of those. Yeah, that's what it's going to be, and we'll have that out here one night. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I need to I need to get him in here and figure out when we're going to yeah. do that. So uh, think about cigars, whiskey, slasher movie. Uh, I don't know that you could go wrong. No, I don't think so. Yeah. It could be a fun night. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be a specific crowd. You know, I don't know if everyone's going to want it, but honestly, I think when we do it, we'll do it in the summer. So if you don't want to watch a movie, you can sit on the patio. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Plenty of space out there, so. Yep. I will say my, my cigar's a little snug. Yeah. And this the other ones I've smoked have not been snug, so maybe it's okay. just this one. Yeah. It's like the box press on this one's a little bit tighter. Okay. Yeah, I'm not having that issue uh, with mine. The one I smoked last night was was great as well. They are slammed together in this box. Though. They are. And well, I, and that's why I pulled this one out and kind of separated it out before we smoked it. Yeah. Um, and usually what I try to do on box presses especially is I'll pull out a couple cigars when we put them on the shelf to let them kind of breathe a little bit. Yep. Um, and that usually opens them up pretty quick. So that, I'm just uh, going tight. I love the branding on this box. I think it's absolutely beautiful. It this is. cigar is 
fully enveloped in labels. Yeah. Like, there's a... Um, <coughs> well, if you're on the podcast, think about the Tobacco Special from Drew Estate. Like, it is just all the way covered up. It's, yeah. It, it's like... It's like the cigar feels a little bit indecent when you pull it all off yeah. of it and get ready to smoke. But, uh, no, yeah, I mean, it's literally just only absolutely the, beautiful packaging and all of the bands come off easily. They do, they do. And the, um, I mean, if you can see in the picture here, an inch and a half of the cigar at the top is what you can see. The rest of it's covered. Yeah. Nice to protect the cigar. That's one. I mean, these things, when they, when they shipped to me, the boxes are pristine, and each box is wrapped in paper inside of a box. Yeah. So the boxes are protecting the box. I'm like, I mean, they're really taking good care of these. Yeah. Which, honestly, when you start looking at everything they did to this, that's probably why the price point's up around 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, and also, it's well-blended cigar. So, But this was, um, this was Rocky, Rocky's 60th birthday um, celebration cigar. And mm-hmm. He did a good job. He, he did do Very a good, good job. job. Um, so right now on the cigar for me, it's still hanging around those chocolatey notes. It's getting a little bit more charred. So it kind of reminds me of almost Morsey, just because I'm always the type to just absolutely annihilate the marshmallow in the fire. Like turn it black before yeah. you put it on there. I could see that for sure. It's definitely not milk. It's, it's no. more of a dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Um, very bitter chocolate, but all it does is it makes that whiskey that much sweeter. The retro hill for me has finally brought back some of that uh, black pepper quality, mm. which is uh, really nice. What do you get on the whiskey, man? It's um, I'm still kind of intrigued by that strawberry kind of flavor in there, um, but I still get the vanilla. It's almost, and it's not the, as much. You now there's the flavor. Um, the caramel, it's kind of like the the viscosity and kind of coating of a caramel. Yeah. But then after all the whiskey's off your palate, it's like the bottom of the tongue. I'm getting like a caramel hmm. on that. But that's probably just that yeah. vanilla almond that I'm I tasting. St- I still think that uh, that strawberry's there. And it right is. after the cigar, it's almost like somebody made a strawberry syrup and uh, just put a, a dab of chocolate in it. Okay. Yeah. I like very I love it. Very little, but the cigar is hanging on my palate all the way through the uh, all the way through the drink. Okay, which is great. Yeah, same here. This actually, we we figured this would be a good pairing. I mean, honestly, a good, a well made San Andreas over Nicaragua is always going to go good with a high proof bourbon. Well, finished or unfinished. We didn't even and this is unfinished. Figure. I was smoking the sixty for the first time and drinking the Peach Street last night and I was like and Rob said, Hey, I think we should do this as the pairing and I said, Let me see. And uh, I was in the final third of the sixty at that point. Final third cigar dot com. Final third cigar dot com. Oh, another another shout out. Uh final third cigar dot com. But uh we forgot to mention both are visuals. Oh yeah, when we were talking about Mike. So if you, you should at least follow his Facebook page. See all the things he's doing with videography. Yeah, man's a wizard with video. He really so, is. Um, but no, I was I was in the final third of this <laughs> cigar last night in uh, drinking this whiskey when Rob was like, I think that's our pairing for tomorrow. Uh, and you know, did a sip, did a smoke, and said, Yep, yeah, that's gonna work well. Yeah. 
I'm digging it. It's a good good pairing. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not one that's going to bring a lot of rocky stuff in here. I mean, mainly the biggest reason for me is he sells a lot, almost all of his stuff online, and it's hard to compete. compete with online. And oh. I'm not going to try. It's like. You know that's that's the the path that some companies go, and that's fine. Do what you want to do. There is no for us, it's not there's that no way. way for us to compete with an online retailer. Most of those are in little to no tax states. No, um, yeah, most of them are no tax. And uh, we can't compete with that being no. in Indiana, and we also can't compete with the deals they get because right. they're buying in bulk and uh chris all gordon that stuff. shout out shout out to chris nice how you doing bud good yeah about an hour ago yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah if you've been in here you know chris chris in here all the time i heard he might have a redemption line with uh Hoping jackie so. coming up come on jackie come on jackie this guy's the guy for you i'm telling you right I'm now i'm telling you now i will say after hearing some stories she might not be the girl for him <laughs> but i don't know might you know how to mellow cool, each other out a little bit you know bit. how cool it would be to have your friend be married to jackie's eye that would be freaking cool yeah if nothing else, he needs. I'm to just do trying it to figure us. out: Will Chris take the Je the Zycan name, or will, <laughs> or will she take the Gordon name? Uh, she's definitely not taking Gordon. She'd hyphenate it'll be, that. It'll be, it'll be, yeah, Zycan Gordon. Yes. Yeah, Chris, yeah, <laughs> Chris is giving us. He's like, don't put that yeah. shit out there. Hey, did we uh, <laughs> did we sell all out of our first barrel pick now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't get a chance to try the. Our first barrel pick is gone. She now, gone. it might, it may, I've got a couple of bottles at home that I'm just kind of keeping for my own use. I might bring one out for a, for a bottle share sometime and let people try it again. Yeah. But right now it's gone. But we still have three amazing barrel picks with Backbone, Starlight, and now with the Peach Tree. Yeah. And uh, you'll always find our barrel picks, at least for the time being, on the... Uh, Second shelf, the middle shelf, right yep. in the right in the dead center. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, these it easy these to Peach see. Street bottles came out looking Dude, amazing. Did you see the inside of the bottle with the labels? Oh, on that? they got they've got pictures labels on, on the, the back side. The, that's cool. Yeah, and it's like a hound dog with the top hat on it, which is actually great branding. It really I, is. I did not. I mean, you never really know how good branding is going to be on a craft distiller. Yeah. And I'd never seen their product anywhere. We had just tried it, and they were in unmarked bottles. Yeah, actually, we're us and um, Town Liquors are the only two in Indiana right now that has Peach Street on the shelf. Wow. Um, Town Liquors picked another one of the barrels that I didn't pick, um, and they've been selling really well, too. But the, the branding on it, the bottles look beautiful. Um that they use a different animal, kind of a dressed-up animal for every different liquor that they have. Okay. So it's kind of a cool branding, and um, I'm trying to get us some. We may have some T-shirts coming with with the hound dog on oh, them for all of us. Yeah. So, so uh, this bottle says barrel strength. So what I'm imagining that 117 is is their barrel entry proof. I think and, so uh, too. Yeah. So. And, and uh, honestly, they might have even proofed it down to the 117 because they were all exactly 117. And oh, then they yeah. had, then they had some that were proofed down to 92, which is what a lot of distilleries will do based on their region. 
And I'm assuming Colorado and maybe the West Coast is a little bit more leaning towards the lower proof stuff because I've seen a lot of stuff out of there going to that 90 to 94 proof range. Yeah. So that may be why they do that. Um, but they're their cast drink stuff's delicious. And that's the thing too. If you're not a if you're not a huge high high proof bourbon guy, this is gonna hold up to some water or an ice cube. Yeah. Um we have people that are just say, hey, give me that mostly neat, add a splash of water to it. Yeah. We can do that for you. And I actually tried it um the other day. Um I actually put a little bit of water in just to see what it did and it just made the fruit notes just pop. Yeah. Um so it does, it does benefit to try it different ways. Okay, right now on this Rocky 60, I'm finally getting some spice on the palate. I am uh, nearing the end of the second third. Actually, I'm probably ending the second third. It's a giant cigar. Dang. It feels like a long Toro. I'm really burning mine slow. Yeah. I had to slow down because I think I was over puffing when I was getting that tight draw. It's, it's oh, drawing gotcha. nice now. Yeah. I'm I'm still in the middle where the um, I'm getting more of those umami notes and the um, um, a little bit musty, but the spice level is not real strong right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm finally getting pepper on the palate, which which is welcome. It, it's just another change in it. It went from mostly like chocolate toast to slightly charred and chocolate and graham cracker thing and. Now there's still that chocolate quality. It's more leans more savory like that umami note, yeah. and has some spice on the palate. So good. It, it's a long cigar, and it takes you a while to smoke, but it's complex. It is, and it there's is not anything else you I could ask for out of it. No, no, not at all. Um, something else I don't think I've told you yet about. Um, so Les, shout out our um, Calibri rep. He's he's an awesome guy. Um, he was in here yesterday, and we were talking, or day before yesterday. Yeah. And um, so I'm getting ready to do a reorder because we sold a lot of Calibri in yeah. the last few weeks. And um, he actually said they don't they don't do this very often, but he said we're already at the sales numbers that they feel comfortable doing this. They want to come out and do an event. Wow. And I'm not seeing any Calibri events. I didn't even know ever. they happened. I didn't either. So we're going to try to do a Calibri event, maybe do a, a pairing night and discounts on Calibri, and he can talk about the brands and the products and show people all the different lighters and cutters that they offer. Um, they've got some cool stuff. They they got a new bubble pack coming out. That I'm going to go ahead and get some in here. And it's actually, it's a lighter. You know you know those ones you use for the, you know, like lighting candles that have the little nozzle and like a little soft flame on them? Yeah. Well, they got, it's actually a jet. And he said... They're, they're marketing this for people like for barbecues and lighting candles and stuff like that too. But you could use it as a cigar lighter if you want to as well. And it comes with that lighter and a small can of butane. Hmm. And I'm like, and I think the price point was 20 bucks or less. Oh, wow. Somewhere in that range. I'm, I might be wrong. I'll have to check and that. Here's the deal. If you've ever lit a fire with a torch lighter, which I do typically because most so of the quicker. lighters around the house are torch lighters. It's so much better. Mm-hmm. It is so much better. Like you just touch it to the edge of your newspaper and it's, it's going. Gone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting to have that. That'll be a new product we have coming in that they just released. I mean, we've we've sold out of all but one of the Ascaris, which is their newest one. It's not even on their website yet. Um, and I'm gonna. I'll be bringing a bunch more of those in. Yeah. I know people are wanting to buy those. That's the which that's what you've been jet. running. It is. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, which it's over there, but um, I decided to use this one. So, and this is one of theirs That's too. That's the Quasar desk. Yeah, this is their their desk, and it's it's awesome. Um, massive tank on it, yeah. but it's I mean obviously it's one year. If you have a place to smoke at home, it's the perfect one to throw out there. I still haven't filled mine. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It takes about on the small can. It takes about half a can in there. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I I still haven't filled it. My only thing is, is when I take it outside, it's a little bit harder to keep warm in the winter. Yeah, because um, it's a lot of butane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even at that, I, some of my friends are messing with me. I, I got a shed at the house that I'll smoke in. I, and by it's literally a shed that has lights in it and heaters, and I've got a couch and a couple extra chairs in there. Like, Is it insulated? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So like, so it'll it, hold the heat. For it you. holds heat, but I don't have a, I don't have a heating unit out there. Like oh, okay. A wall unit. I just got heaters. Yeah, that's all you need. Um, my friends were like, "You really gonna set that in front of the heater?" I said, "It's not going anywhere. It'll be fine." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just have to keep. I mean, it's like any lighter. Like you walk in here to the lounge first thing in the morning after overnight. It was in the. You know, upper 60s in here. It's just butane. It's, it's the just nature butane. of butane. I mean, the lighters, I mean, these lighters we use on the tables all have a really large tank on them. It's going to get cold. So you got people clicking on them. Like, just put it in your hand, hold it for a second. It'll warm up and it'll light right up. But yeah. it, it does. That's just the nature of butane. Yeah. Still better than the Zippo. Mm. I, uh, I haven't. After we did that experiment, I have never been able to look at somebody lighting a cigar with oh. a Zippo the same. It was, I mean, you know what? it was definitely in way fact, stronger than I expected. There was a couple guys in here talking about Gurkha that were lighting their cigars with their Zippo. Were they? And I thought, that adds mm -hmm. up. That'd be the only way to make the Gurkha not taste so oh, bad. Oh, you're so mean. <laughs> yeah, he, um, they're, they're actually that group are really cool guys. They, they love. They've supported us from day one. Oh yeah. They, no, now they're they're, great. they're an hour away, so they don't get in here a lot. Yeah. Uh, but whenever they come, it's usually three or four of them come and they hang out all day. And they smoke yep. all the cigars and have all the drinks and just have a great time. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Really good guys. They they like they like Gurkha. And I, I've got my issues with Gurkha, and mainly it's because of the owner. I don't. He's he's. I, I don't like him. Um, and if you know anything about them, you know why. Um, but. It's one of those cigars that people can buy online. You usually get them pretty cheap because they're on CI all day long. Yep. So, um, but it is what it is. And there's a lot of cigars like that. that there are. That are actually decent cigars that we won't ever be able to bring in in a sustainable manner mm -mm. just because of their online presence. Like, I think of the Oliva Serie V Milanio. Yeah. Why would we bring that in when it's... I think the Churchill was nearly twenty bucks here. Yeah, and, and you're online, buying them online. They're like eight bucks a piece. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, and, it, and it, honestly, it didn't sell great here. Um, I mean, it's a fine cigar. Um, it's like um, Villiger. Um, Villiger used to be one of those brands that was like the sub of the sub budget cigars from your online supplier. Yeah. When you were getting the buying the the humidor and forty cigar pack for hundred or for fifty bucks, you were probably getting two or three villagers in that pack. They've what come the out heck? with some recently that apparently are better, but I'm still kind of like not sure people are gonna think of it seriously because it still is a brand like that. 
But I'd be willing to try it because I've heard some good things about them. What's wrong? Uh, so, Cigars International is kind of sly. I typed in Oliva Serie V Milanio on their website, and the first things that are coming up, the first six listings, are their house brands. So they're trying to, well, there's, yeah, that's where they make their most money, probably. Yeah. So a five pack of the uh, Oliva Serie V. Well, uh, let me see if they have the Churchill on here. Yeah, Churchill box of ten is one forty-one. So that's so fourteen, 14 a bucks piece. a piece, which is more like it because I think the I think we had them for I think it was like sixteen, seventeen maybe. Yeah, but you also have to realize we pay twenty-four percent tax in Indiana on Sadly. cigars, which is insane. It but, is. And unfortunately, we're getting so close to when they're going to take their breaks from the uh, from the sessions to where we're probably not going to hit the the tax break we were hoping to get this year. But there's still hope. There is still hope. We're still fighting hard yeah. to get it done. So it would be really good for us. It'd be uh, honestly, it'd be, and it would be really good for you. Yeah, it really would. I mean, every cigar. Now, I will say, not every shop will bring their prices down, which. To me, is not right. But, um, but here at Final Third, we're going to give you market price. You ever right. gone to a restaurant and it just says market price on the menu? Ours will be listed, but it'll be market price. Yeah, yeah. And it'll, I mean, we're. I mean, yes, we we have to pass that tax on to the customer because that's part of the the profit that we don't make. So we definitely that is added on there, and, and but that's all we're adding is the the, the tax and fees, and that's it. Yeah. And um, I think that's what it should be. Oh, it should. It's harder to make, you know, a lot of money that way or uh, on each cigar. But honestly, when people realize I don't you're think not, it hurts us. It, no, it helps, I yeah. think, because what happens is if you go to another shop and then you come in here and you see the same cigar, which is not really easy in yeah. our in our humidor, um, you realize, oh man, someone's charging a lot more for that, and yeah. you know some of it could be location where they are. Their rent's way higher than what mine is, yeah. or whatever. But we don't need don't to. Know. We don't need to. So I never want to. Rob, we've officially passed the one-year mark of Final mm -hmm. Third, um, and I know there are guys who, guys and gals who listen to this that are uh, future shop owners, or they're thinking about it. Can you think of any things that you've learned in your first year that you would have that you wish you would, could have told Rob before he opened up the shop? Not, not really, because I was already kind of involved yeah. with the shop before. I feel like the one, the number one thing I always tell people is culture is going to drive everything. Um, if your culture, like you know, if you go into like some, no, no, some, no, no, real quick. Break this down in a tangible way for people. Yeah. What have you strategically done for the culture of this shop? Well, we are 100% fully inclusive, and we want everyone to feel welcome. That's the main thing is when you come in here, no matter you no matter where you are in life, what's going on, you're, you should feel welcome here. If, if you don't, tell me because we want to make sure we're better at that. Um, we won't put up with people. You know, that's, you know, if you go into some shops – You'll, you'll know politically what leanings they are or religiously what leanings they are or whatever. 
you know what? We can have conversations. That's great. But everyone's welcome in the conversation. That's yeah. part of it. Um, one thing I always tell people um, is we like to, you know, especially if it's a new person, like just like, you know, Chris coming in a minute ago. Chris knows our humidor. He knows what he wants to smoke, and he's going to go in there, and he's going to get it. So we don't have to walk in with him every time because all He's honestly, only going to smoke the statements of the tabernacle anyway. <laughs> uh, he's been smoking the crow and a couple <laughs> other ones lately, even the crook. But, um, but he, you know, we know that. It, honestly, if we were to go in with him, what we're going to be doing is talking and, and probably slowing him down from actually getting into a cigar. Now, if you're a newer customer or someone you're not sure what's going on, we're going to be in there with you helping, you helping you find that. That's one thing I don't see a lot of shops or lounges do. Yeah. They don't go in with the customers and they just let the customers pick what they want. So, you know, the 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 misnomer in cigars are the lighter cigars, the milder they are. If I've got a, a young guy that comes in here and he's like, I've only ever smoked a blondie before, but I want to get away from that. I want to get a regular cigar. And he walks in there and gets a 601 Black from Espinosa. It's a Connecticut. It's a full-bodied cigar. Yeah. He is going to hate cigars. He's probably never going to want to smoke cigars again. Yep. And it's like, you know, we don't want that to happen. We want to be able to help you discover what's good. Um, that's, that's one of them. Also, another one, and I've, I've heard this from a couple of shops that are trying to open up, and it just makes me cringe when I hear it, is, you know, they want to open a shop, but they don't plan on working in it. Hmm. And I feel like if you have a passion for this and you want it to actually succeed, even if you, you get devote a year to it, at least a year. I mean, I mean, honestly, even after a year, you, I, I think, I mean, just like right now, we would love for Lisa and I to be able to not be in here every day, just because it 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 wears on you. Yeah. Um, and and we'll work that where we can have a couple of days off here and there. But I think you still have to have the owners that are passionate about their business in there, engaging customers and getting to know them because that means a lot to the customers. Um, it means a lot to me being able to make a lot of great friends and help them discover a passion that I have. I think a lot of that is is that, and honestly, the you know learning about what you're selling. Yeah. Um, know what's in your humidor. Know what know what they taste like. Even if you can just say, you know, small things like you know this dark cigar has some spice to it, or this dark cigar is more more medium but and more smooth whatever chocolate you know something like that if you can just give some pointers on on each cigar and the only way to do that is just to smoke cigars in your humidor yeah um same way with liquor i mean you got to try everything even if you're not a liquor person at least have somebody on your staff that knows how to to taste and and do that so they can talk intelligently when someone comes out and has a cigar which happens all the time here now yeah they come out and say what would be good to pair this with we should be able to give you, you know, four or five options. Easy yeah, I mean, as a compare. response to this show, we've become a a shop where you can come in and say, "Hey, I'm in a I'm in a whiskey mood. I'm smoking this cigar today. What do I need to drink?" Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah. If you know you're coming in, you're like, "Oh man, I'm gonna I want to try that new barrel pick from Peach Street. What would be a good cigar to go with it?" We should have four or five good cigars at different levels of strength that you can try along with that. And um, I think that's something that needs that for a successful shop to happen. Those are some of the things I think you need to have. Yeah, totally. Um, a couple other cultural things that you've done, I don't know about strategically, but you've definitely done them. Like, there are more women on staff here than there are men. There are, yeah. Yeah, and, and it honestly was strategic. Um, 
And no, they're not your Hooters girls. No. Back back to and back to the same thing of everyone feeling welcome. You know, a lot of women will go into a cigar shop and the first thing the guy goes in and says, Oh, honey, are you here buying cigars for your husband? And you know, like like Tara, for example, shout out. Shout out to Tara. You know, she comes in here and she'll yeah, she smokes some sweet cigars. She'll also smoke the other cigars too, whatever she likes. Well, she's in the mood for that day. She's also our McAllen girl, so she's drinking scotch. If I, you know, she she says she goes into places all the time. They're either asking if she wants to buy for her husband or if she wants one of these blondies or something. Yeah. And it's like, don't ever assume the person coming in, you, you know what they want because you don't. I've Treat seen them like a, I've a seen person. ladies come in here and just grab like a warhead, and you're like, mm-hmm. and, and like that'll immediately destroy any conception you have. I, I will say right now we have um, we have a, a lot of women that come in here. I yeah. I can probably I could probably count off about fifty different women that consistently come in. Maybe not every week, but they'll come in once a month or whatever. Some of them do come in with their husbands or, or boyfriends. Some of them come by themselves. But I would say there are way more percentage wise, way more men that smoke sweet cigars than the women. I think so. Which is kind of crazy because everyone thinks it's the other way around. Yeah. Again, no shame on that because if that's what you like, that's what you like. We we don't – that doesn't matter to us. I can't smoke sweet cigars. It's just because of me. <coughs> but, yeah, don't ever assume that you know what someone wants. Just ask. Ask questions. Ask and, and it's pretty yeah. quick. So, yeah. So, yeah, actually having, you know, Tam – and Lisa, you know, Tam's working a lot more hours. Lisa's and, in here with me and, all the time. And here's the deal. Not just women, women that are educated on yes. stuff. And both of them are learning every day. They're, you know, they're, they're wanting to know. You know, like I printed off, I, I created a, a document just talking about the different tobaccos and what kind of flavor notes you get out of them and what's the difference in the tobaccos. And I've given that to them to read, to understand, so that they can go in there and talk intelligently. And I'll tell you, there's, there's times I'm sitting here talking to someone and either one of them will walk in there and they'll have somebody find a cigar and they love it. I'm like, that's that's the goal. Yeah. And then right now we also have Chloe, which is my daughter. You know, she's not old enough to actually handle cigars or, or liquor, but she's learning about it now. We're t- teaching her about it because once she turns 21, hopefully she'll be able to do some of this too. And I I like having I like having women in here. First of all, women are way more detailed than guys are. It's true. Um, you know, when, when Isaiah and I clean up the place, we clean the place up decently. When Tam cleans it up, it's spotless. And um, so what Rob's saying is women are great at cleaning. I'm just saying they're more detailed. <laughs> That's why Lisa's doing all the books and she takes care of the email campaign and all that stuff yeah. because she's a details person. Well, and uh, I am not. we fully realize where we lack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're really good at drinking and smoking. I'm great at it. I'm actually a professional right now, I think, at it. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I believe that. I need to get my certification. Yeah. So, women on staff. The other thing that I noticed here that a lot of other shops don't do, I've been in a lot of lounges, and they'll just have the news running. Yeah. All day long. And that that is an immediate way to say, oh, here's what these guys think politically yeah because like it's either cnn the- or msnbc so you or know fox or, or fox that's why yeah. fox so you know okay this you walk in there you look at the tv you're like oh republican 
or oh Democrat. You're like, you know exactly what you're going to expect when you walk in. Yeah, uh, and we we won't do that here. If there's not a game somebody wants to watch on the TV, it's music. It, mm-hmm. it is it is just playing our Spotify channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and usually it's the weekends. Um, when like right now, March Madness is going on. Yeah, we're gonna have all the March Madness games on because that's what people in Indiana, especially, are looking for. Oh yeah, is we're gonna watch basketball all day. I guarantee next Thursday and Friday, when the when well it'll be when this airs will be yesterday and today. Yeah, um, we're gonna have a packed house of people just coming in to watch games because people literally take off work to watch basketball during this time of year, and um, so we're gonna have it on. I mean, if you're ever in here very late in the evening. A lot of times at 9 o'clock, I'm kicking hockey on because I'm a hockey fan. We're closed at 9, but, you know, people finish out their cigar or whatever, and I'm watching hockey. Yeah. Um, but, like you said, we're going to have music going on. We'll, we'll kind of bounce it around a lot. I mean, obviously, I'm, I, I'm a 54-year-old man. My wife's 54 as well. Uh, we, like, we like just the, the nice classic rock stuff. So we'll have that a lot of times. We'll put in some, some um, jazz in there occasionally or some summer vibe kind of stuff going. Yeah. But um, it's usually it's it's always low enough to where if you're in here and you're going to come here during the day and work, you're not going to be blasting music while you're doing it. And honestly, if you come in here and you're working and you're like, oh, I need to make a phone call, just let us know. We'll turn the TV down. I mean, it's no or big deal. step outside. Or step outside, yeah, well, especially once you get to summer. Yeah. Um, or so, yeah. in the humidor. The humidor is generally pretty it's quiet. It's actually very quiet. You just can't smoke in there. No. No. Mm-hmm. Sadly. No, not sadly. Not sadly. We don't want your smoke on our fresh cigars. I've had a couple of um, couple of lounge um, owners and um, general managers come in here from other lounges that said, you know, because they they'll light their cigars up in their humidors, and they come in and walk into our humidor like, man, I really wish we would have done this because, you know, it doesn't smell bad, real bad, but it doesn't have that nice fresh spanish cedar feel to it and, and there's nothing like it no no it's just a clean room you walk into and just i mean you got i have people come in there all the time they'll walk in and go oh it smells so good i'm like this is already a year old and it still smells amazing yeah it just smells I, I think it's gonna continue to smell oh good. it will uh, especially since it's properly humidified yeah uh but yeah i mean culture things easy hire women and educate them if they don't already know the stuff um, and be worst thing is when I walk into a cigar lounge and they have uh, they have women there who are there for their looks and it's yeah. this person is not passionate about the product they're just trying to get a good tip by yeah. dressing scantily and uh, you know that brings a different crowd in than it what does. we get here it does and, uh, like I mean just like if we were to hire a, a young you know really good looking woman that dressed like that as a bartender we would draw in more customers but they'd be here to drink and flirt with the bartender i'm like that's not us yeah. we we want to make you a good drink and have you sit down and relax and hang out with your friends uh, in the in the church world uh what what people say generally is what you show is what you're gonna grow mm-hmm. and i think it's true across the board and all businesses if you if you if you are creating a, a a staff that looks like what you want, it's what you're going to get. Yeah. And uh, people, when they see people like them, are immediately more comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
and, and it's just it's how it is. Well, and that's one thing that's nice having you here too. You're you're 24 years old, and um, we get a, a lot of young people here. I mean, our clientele is way younger than most. Yeah. And I think when people come in here, especially when you're on Fridays and Saturdays right now, yeah, come in on a night like that, and you're here is like. They feel so comfortable you walking in the humidor with them because you're their age. Yeah. And if totally. I go in there, yeah, I could. They, they're going to feel comfortable, but they're going to be more asking questions of someone that be, you know, knowledgeable, not a peer. Totally. And I think that, that that is actually pretty beneficial to have some young people involved in it as well. Because most cigar lounges around here are old white people. Yeah. That's who's working it. That's who show, who goes everywhere. There. Yeah, but yeah. I can only really speak to our right. immediate area. But at that, Rob smokes his cigars, and smokes yeah. five to seven a day. Yeah, and uh, so you can always ask him. He smokes everything except for the Deadwood line in there. Yeah, I, think. I mean everything <laughs> but the sweet stuff. I, I and it's not because they're bad cigars. It's just because I can't smoke sweet stuff. It just does not do well with my palate. It's not natural for me. Yeah. I mean, I started smoking cigars 30, 30 years ago. Yeah. And um, back then, the only sweet cigar that was out was the the backer. Well, I mean, yeah, you have backwoods and crap like that, but like the, the backer act. Um, and it was just a lightly sweetened tip. And I smoked a couple of those and didn't like them and then just buy, you know, Romeos or Macanudos or whatever they had on the shelf, usually at a golf course. So um, I just never, never got into that. I yeah. see that being an easy way to get people into it, especially in this world now, because a lot of, especially younger people, have, have tried vape, and all the vape stuff is just sweet. So yeah. why wouldn't you try a sweet cigar first? I yeah. mean, it makes I total mean, it, sense. It, it absolutely does. Uh, I mean, you want berries in your vape and all that stuff, so you might as well try something. Like a good entry point for that person would be the Deadwood stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So, how's that cigar treating you right now? I think it's wonderful. I am in the final third. You're you've you're still finishing up I'm the still second, second third. Yeah. Um, final third is ramping up for me in strength. It 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 started a solid medium and now it's gone towards a medium to full bodied. Yeah. Um, it still has some of those chocolate undertones, but it, it is introducing more of those stronger earthy notes. It's a, there's a leathery quality in there. I'm getting leather already um, on mine. And uh, there's also spice on the palate that's turning into more of a red pepper, it's a, it, which also carries over on the retro hill, which is really, really nice. Yeah. Um, and it, the whiskey, the whiskey really is popping right now on the, um, I mean, there's a little bit of a, a spice on the whiskey now not like a red or black pepper but just like a little bit of a spice on the tongue yeah um i would say baking spices but it's a little spicier than that yeah <coughs> um, oh on that retro hill i just did it's like white bread toast with red pepper oh like, there you go it just it just hits you with uh with red pepper like after it's all blown out and it just kind of lingers there yeah, which, which is really nice. It, it's not overwhelming. Like I'm not talking about a cigar that's going to knock you over. You kind of feel like with the length and the way this cigar's been blended, like you've trained to this point, so right. it'll be fine. Yeah, and like um, we had, might as well keep drinking. Adam Adam Fox Adam was in Fox. Here last night smoking yeah. one, and um, he he was talking about how this cigar started off for him was a little bland in the first third, 
and then the second third built, and then the final third he loved. Yeah. And it is kind of like that. I mean, it's, it's three different cigars. You know, the first the first third, you're going to get more of a solid medium, maybe even a touch under medium. Yeah. And then it kicks into a, a, a medium, medium plus, and then it gets into that full medium plus. Yeah. And um, and honestly, almost to the end, it almost gets to a full. I um, think by the time I you get to so. the very, right down to where you are, you're probably getting close to a full there. Yeah, I've got about an... A uh, little over an inch of cigar left. Yeah. But this whiskey holds up nice to it. Um, we're going to have this for a while. I mean, I, I ended up getting 161 bottles, I think it was. And um, it's um, it's delicious. We've already sold, I think, f- four bottles in the first week, less than a week. Yeah. Um, so... It's gonna it's gonna keep selling well, I think. Um, luckily, we also have people we have some still buying people, all the other stuff. We too. have some people calling it their favorite barrel pick of ours. Yeah. So if yeah. you even if you haven't liked our other barrel picks or they haven't been your palate, come in and try this. Well, and right now it's distinctly different than anything else we've got on the shelf in general. In general, yeah, and that that's a tribute to Peach Street. They're doing something special out there. Um, the three barrel picks we have right now is the the Starlight. Rye finished in port barrels, the backbone, which is a bourbon finished in sherry port and amaro barrels. This is the only one we have right now that is just a it's a straight bourbon, no finishing, aged right at about four years. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's got beautiful color on it. Yeah. Um, and the flavors are very insane. I, I don't know if it's just the grains they're using from out west, if it's the process in where they are, because they're not in like the Rockies. They're not in the high, high elevation, but they're in a higher elevation. They're in Palisade, Colorado. So it's like as far um, on the edge of Colorado as you can possibly get. Uh And um, so I don't know what the elevation is there yet, but obviously out West, you get a totally different kind of climate change you do in Kentucky. So you're getting some difference in there, but whatever they're doing, they're, they're amazing. And he is um, talking about the the distiller. He is so excited having it come out here, and the people are, are loving his product. And that's what I like about some of these smaller distilleries are they're they're kind of like what we're trying to do here. Is like he is so passionate about what he does, and he loves seeing people yeah. enjoy his product. He's not just making it because I can make whiskey and make money. He's he is crafting something special, it, and, and it is special. It's very special, and uh, we're gonna we're definitely gonna have him come out some point. Um, I'd love to have him come out on a Saturday. We can pull him on the show, or if, if he comes another day, we'll just do a show that day yeah. and have him talk about their distillery. Um, we got to figure out how to maybe do some call-ins. I don't know how easy that is or if it's going to even work well. I, most call-ins are just so bad because you're you're relying on two Wi-Fi services and cell phone services and all that. And yeah. It can be crappy, and most of them don't sound good, mm-hmm. but it'd be nice to be able to figure out a way to, to bring some of these guys on that may not be able to travel out. Yeah, yeah, that would be a, that would be a great thing. It, it would take a, an upgrade in our uh, how we're recording the yeah. audio, but it, which that could be down the road. I'm not in a hurry to do that because it's it's nice having people on with us. So if you are watching on YouTube, you can at least see what people look yeah. like. Um, I mean, just like um, when we do the the pick with French Lick, you know, actually Alan Bishop's going to be hopefully coming up here for the release of that, and then we're going to do a recording with him and. I can't wait because that dude's knowledge is insane. Yeah, and it's going to be a fun one. So we're going to be doing, you know, trying to do some, bring some more people on. Um, definitely, there's a 
there's a company that does apparel that we want to bring him on, talk about his brand, and we're going to start wearing it um, as well in here. And it's just it's it's more dress casual, I guess, button yeah. up shirts. Um, and we'll have we'll have him come on and talk about his brand, what they're doing, why they're doing it. Yeah, because they're they're doing a lot for for causes, and that's what we like. We love to support local business, but we also like these businesses that are actually doing something for a reason. Yeah, and they're one of them. I mean, just like Claro um, and Case Elegance, they're ten minutes down the road, um, and they're making amazing products. We're going to support them. Um, so that's that's just kind of the things we like to do, and I we want to bring more people that are doing different things in the industry in here to actually talk to you guys and do events with them too. Uh-huh. Um, I would like to have, and I, I'm going to talk to to Mike from Claro and see if he'd be willing to come in and maybe do an event, and we could talk about the humidors, and maybe I can give some discounts on humidors or something. I'm not sure how they do that. They may they may not allow that because honestly, you could go on Amazon and buy this humidor the same price you're going to buy here now you may have to pay shipping here you won't have to but they don't they don't change their pricing up based on retail versus online yeah. which is nice it is nice yeah but i i think we're i think it's time to wrap it up rob mm-hmm. so well, you can cool. find me on instagram at the whiskey pastor again thanks you guys for one year yeah. it's been absolutely amazing to see this place kind of grow into its own yeah and uh the amount of support we've got in the shop and on this mind-blowing it is i mean i was i sounds weird but i was almost in tears a couple of times last week and just humbled beyond belief at the amount of people that came out last week for our one-year anniversary week that we had i mean People that maybe we only saw a couple of times because they travel a lot for work or they don't live around here. Had people coming from other states to come be here for us. And it was just really cool to see everyone come together on our anniversary week. And I mean, yeah, we had a lot of great giveaways, but a lot of them were just coming out to support us because they really appreciate it. And so, yeah, thank you guys for that. That's that's very humbling. And and we really are excited to be here for you guys. And for us, because, you know, it's still fun to smoke and drink. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. And you can follow me on Instagram at, at Final Third Cigar. Podcast is on all the podcast platforms or the YouTube channel, so you can watch or listen. Uh, most of our podcasts are coming in at about an hour and a half-ish. Yeah. I know that's long, um, but it's nice for a commute. Um, so we'll be playing around with a lot, of, a lot of stuff, hopefully, this year. Yeah, totally. So, all right. Thanks a lot, guys. And we will see you next week. Come in this week for the pairing. This pairing is going to be coming in close to 30 bucks, uh, maybe a little bit less than 30 bucks, a little higher dollar pairing, but it's delicious. So come in and check it, it out this week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.